0: Hello and welcome to the Hub Systems Podcast, the voice of Man's Model Moments, the blog of the various ramblings on the modelling and gaming antics of my son and I. My name is Alex Mann, and with me is my son, Oscar. Hello. In this episode, we'll be covering the invasion models, stats, commanders, how they link with Planetfall, and what the release heralds for the two games. First, though, we normally look at what we did over the past week, but as we're recording this in two parts, because it's a pretty long episode, it means we're actually recording midweek from last time, so we really both just had time for we're playing video games, haven't we? Yes. You've been playing... XCOM, I I just bought Fallout 3 for £2.50, because the Steam sales are on. Whereas I've been playing Fallout 4, Almost, almost level 31. So instead, what we're going to do here is we're going to introduce a feature called Hit or Miss. So this is going to be having a look at the week's releases from our favourite games companies. Well, I use favourites in the loosest possible. In the games companies that are... are the biggest, are the biggest say. And that we like. Plus Kickstarter and anything else that, that... Catches our eye. Yeah. And then we're going to have a look at whether we think it's a good release or a hit or not. Which will be a miss. So first up this week is from our beloved games workshop in the form of the Warzone Damocles Limited Edition for £125. Mm, That's a tasty amount of money. It is, but it's limited to a mere 1,250 copies worldwide. Uh, So basically what this looks like is a bunch of books for a lot of money. But I don't know what they're about. It's not describing it to me. Well, they're Tau. Uh, it does say both books are presented in luxurious hardback formats, formats. And also included a uniform guy, blah, 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 blah. So, but I don't understand what it actually does. So it's formatted for the Tao Empire, Kadia Imperials. So basically we have no interest in this. No. And even if we did, so at the time that we were actually playing Warhammer... We there liked isn't the Tau anyway. any chance I would ever drop £125 on a bunch of various books like this. It, it said they were going to... It's new rules of like how to play a Tau and stuff. Yeah, like, I think why it's would, the auto-win rules. But it's like, if you already play Tau and you like the way you play Tau, it's sort of like, yeah, let's just change your army a bit. Well, you know? I can understand special rules. Yeah, um, It's kind yeah. of with system wars, it's what we're going to be talking a little bit about with the commanders, but <laughs> they're free. <laughs> this is £125, so... For me, it's a miss. What do you think, Oscar? Uh, it's probably a miss. I'm going to link this to COD, Call of Duty, actually. Sort of like, you know, you get the the game, Games Workshop, you get the game, it's quite expensive what it is, but you play it and you have fun. And then the DLC arrives, and the DLC is ludicrously expensive, usually. Whereas yeah. with something like, for example, Blizzard, they actually do quite decent DLCs and etc. But this is sort of what it is, isn't it? you got the game to start with, for too much, and now you have to buy this for too much, so it's a miss from me as well. Yeah, I think it's that play to win, or sorry, pay to win, that uh, other people have mentioned as well. Indeed. So we are slightly cheating here, and that these aren't necessarily releases out this week, but they are highlighted in the Games Workshop front page, so mm-hmm. we haven't covered these before. So for this one, we're going to be a little bit liberal with the week. But we are now covering the Chaos Dreadhold Hellfort, for £175 and the Relicos Militarum for £150. How much is that altogether? £200 and... £325 if you were to buy both of them. Ooh, I could get a lot with that. I mean, the Chaos Dreadhold Hellfort, apart from being a stupid name, it's stupid. It's. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it, it's just a huge massive miss for me. Look at it, it's like form. I will pay someone if they can find part of that structure which doesn't have a bloody skull on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, well, the spikes. There's, oh, yeah, the there's spikes. spikes. There's big bladed spikes. Big bladed spikes. It's just... It's, no, it's, it's sort it, of like if they just kind of calmed down a little bit, it could look half decent. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I think if it wasn't so ridiculous... In the face. It might be okay. But the price... Uh, uh, this is one of the reasons I, no, I just got out of Games Workshop rude. is £175. You can buy a notebook for that. Uh, You know, like a mini laptop. Laptop, yeah, a bit of paper. Why would would you do that? It just... uh, It's uh, just... Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's pointless telling Games Workshop people to calm down, isn't it? Okay, so now available for pre-order, the Relicos Militarum. Whoa, wait wait a second. Isn't that just a re-release of something we had before? (laughs) Well, it does look very similar. It has very similar design elements, shall we say. It's got the broken thing on the floor as well. Yes, those are, yeah, those are exactly the same things as in the Honoured Imperium, aren't they? Yeah. The, the Aquila. And those two little... The two little bits, yeah. F- separate parts. You can't expect them to reinvest in new models for only £150. Oh, Christ alive, that would be Mars asking cost the a world, a lot of money. wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, Hellfort, by the way, for me was a miss, in case you haven't guessed. Yeah, that's... I, I don't think we even need my response. Yeah, uh Relicos Militarum, it's some ruined Imperial buildings. That we've already had before. It's a miss for me. It's hundred and fifty pounds, it's a miss. Okay, <laughs> next is Sorry, <laughs> we just put it up on the screen. It's the uh, Strike Force Kryptos. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> They're not trying to recreate the eighteen, are they? This is two hundred and fifty-four pounds and fifty pence. That's what? that's you know, you're getting fifty pence change from that two hundred and fifty five pounds. That's value. How are they going to pay all their workers? You, you can know? buy yourself a Mars bar as well. <sighs> um, you get two, four, six jump pack marines. Two, four, six, seven other marines. Or eight other marines of various different sorts. A Dreadnought. A Dreadnought. A Tank. A Land Raider. Not, mm-hmm. it land raider. It's not just any. Uh, and a... Stupid plane. Silly flyer. it's flyer. This looks cartoony. This is ridiculous. It's like... They've tried to make some kind of superhero squad, isn't it? Yeah, and it's 17 figures for two... Or 17 models for £254. And 50, pounds. Pounds and 50 pence. Eh, my god. They would have to be unbelievably good models. Or made gold, I mean, that would help. To to do that, yeah, a uh, miss. Big I want to have a look at some of the closer pictures. It's a miss from me as well. Next... Battle Group Hammer Blow. Okay, now first, actually, I'm going to say something. I actually like that flyer. I'm looking at it, and it's not bad, to be honest. Yeah, but, again, this is... There's nothing new here. These are all Oh, Christ, I kits. just looked at the price. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why it's a miss from me. £473.50. Pence. Pence. <laughs> That's um, basically my computer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, which is a brand new gaming computer. Uh, it's This is the problem for me with Games Workshop now. I mean, this is, as well as an Imperial Guard Force, or well, the Astartes, uh, whatever they're called now, so that they can get around copywriting, this is the kind of the grunt army that you've got to throw a lot of stuff on the, the ground for, for yeah. to make a reasonable force. That's, this is almost £500. Pounds. It's... Some of the models, though, aren't actually bad in this. Like, Okay, so... Those walkers, the two-legged walkers that the Imperial Guard have, I actually like those. Yeah, but again, I just wouldn't entertain this because I just can't get over that price tag. No, that is true. Because pushing £500, there are a number of things I would buy before this, including a second-hand car. (laughs) Um, It's utterly, utterly ridiculous, and that's why we're not even going to get into looking at the models Because it's pointless, because I just wouldn't look at them because of the price. So, unfortunately, once again for me, and it sounds like we're hating on Games Workshop, but this is their policy, and I can't get past that price policy, so it's a miss. It's a miss for me, but it's It's a a shame, because I, I feel like some of the models would have been a hit. Possibly, yeah. But again, the models aren't new. Okay, next on the agenda are the Tau releases. And we are not going to go through all of these, but you have, and the two main ones that are on the new release front are the Hunter Cadre and the Rapid Insertion Force, retailing for £499 and £201, respectively. So one, you get a pound from 500 change... One, you need an extra pound from your 200. Also, there's the range support cardra, the Riptide Wing, the Ghost Kill Wing, the Counter-Strike cardra, the Optimised Stealth cardra, ranging from £150 down to uh, a measly £77, which sounds reasonable when compared with the others. But actually, £77 is still... And that's more than a two-player box set from most of the companies. And you're getting, like, hardly any models. So, and again, we're not going to get to the models because... What the hell have they 500 done to £500. What have they done? Plus, yeah, Mr Stumpy No Arms Missile... Launching big gun, shoulder mounted. Gun dang thing is, yeah. The Tau were cool. Now... I love the Tau. Tau plus slightly ridiculous is... Uh, so, unfortunately, which which is a shame because I, like you... The Tau were probably one of my favourite factions, They've if not the favourite faction in 4 They the were the favourite. But it's a It's a mess. Uh, there are some nice models in this release. Don't uh, really nice models. Don't get me wrong, but they aren't new by. This isn't new by themselves. These formations. And again, if we're getting special rules with these, this pay-to-win kind of philosophy again it's an extra. is the anathema of anything I want to do in my gaming. So yet again, it's a miss. Uh, it's a miss for me. For all of them. For all what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these formations, so... Uh, it sucks. But thank you for Games Workshop for having a little thing reminding me that there is zero pounds in my cart of their worthless models. So we're going to leave Games Workshop with an overall 100% miss Goodbye. rating and move to Spartan Games. So we have three releases here. We have Madame Liberté, Svarog, and the Heroes and Commanders for Halo. So we will start with Madame Liberté. Now... You showed me this earlier today, and I had a look at it. And, um. So describe what you're looking at here, Oscar. Mm. There isn't a kind word I can read. So it's oh, the Statue of Liberty. I don't know, it's alright. Like, on a couple I... of blimps with it's... a load of guns all over it. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So this is Dystopian Wars. Let's just clarify. This is a Leviathan for Dystopian Wars, which. We have dystopian um ships. Some of the models are and brilliant. Some the ships, they're, I think, are really well, good. The majority, I think, that's not... Especially the new ones. The detail on them oh, is, some, you know, Those, uh... Like Spartan standard, they're just getting better and better. Exactly. I yeah. have no yeah. doubt that the detail... is uh, brilliant, uh, like... Precision on this will be great. However... Let's just talk about what it actually is. One, if I was leading a massive armada, It's my a huge target. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, oh... Uh, what the hell is this thing? I oh, don't know. Aim for the head. It's like, it's got a clear <laughs> targeting point. Like, I want something terrifying going towards my troops. I don't want a massive Statue of Liberty. Yeah. It's a monument, not a gun. It's, it's unfortunately, I think it's pretty ridiculous. I'm sorry. To put on the... Yeah. It's a bit of fun. I think if this was a tournament-only uh sort of showpiece that Spartan <laughs> had done for a particular tournament, or, for instance, in the wake of the terrible atrocities in Paris, the terrorist uh, attacks, this, as a feature piece, I think would be really, really nice and very thematic and cool. Exactly, because uh, sort of, it sort of fits everyone. Everyone can have a little bit of a yeah, laugh yeah, over it. Exactly, but... This is serious. As <laughs> a centrepiece for my army, no. I, I just wouldn't. I mean, I know that Dystopian Wars is slightly tongue-in-cheek. It's one of the reasons... I don't naturally gravitate towards it because I don't necessarily want that in the game. I think uh, I your know, fun comes from other parts of it. Yeah. So, Wait, is it tongue-in-cheek or is always like Firestorm? Well, if you look at some of the models, there is that kind of... Oh, I guess I look at Covenant of Antarctica and their stuff's pretty... Pretty cool, yeah. Like, you know, pretty serious stuff. And also that, it's also that whole suspension of disbelief thing. And for me, anything that, you know, is comic and... Prevents that suspension of disbelief. This, for me, for gaming, is a massive interruption to that suspension of disbelief. So, personally, it's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, usually I love what they turn out But Sorry, um... Spark, we love you, but, but no. What have you done? So, next up is Svarog. I'm moving swiftly onwards. So, Svarog is the Russian coalition uh, Leviathan, and he is, again, he's a big bipedal knight robot thing with a big axe. Possibly two big axes, actually. You can have them in two formations. And I feel it's a little bit unfortunate that we're starting our hit and miss uh section in a week which we seem to have quite a few misses. I think this is actually from last week, so again, we're cheating a little bit on the, the one week. But uh, Svarog, for me, I think it might look better in resin. I think this might be a case of Spartan's response thing. The the, the renders never look as good as the resin bit, but the theme of it for me doesn't do it for me. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but let me tell you about two of the features which get to me the most. One, when I first saw his axe I thought he was holding a guitar. (laughs) Cherry axe, dude. Exactly. It's like he's coming along. He's like... Or something like that. <laughs> oh, you know? no. Now you said that I've, that. I've ruined that, it. i You've ruined it for me now. The second feature is they've done a beard on a robot. <laughs> to me, actually, it's the little pointy bit on his hat. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Why not? It makes it look, it's the faintly ridiculous part of it, you know, for me. Yeah, yes. A Russian robot. The Russian coalition, to me... I think of, you know, the Slavic kind of hardened warrior with grizzled beard. beard You've know, you got the snow in the Yeah, afternoon. steely eyes, you know, coming at you, really bulky things. This doesn't say that to me. He looks like he's... The way the armour is makes him look like he's quite fat. He's a lumberjack, that, so obviously. It's like, if I got in armour, that's how I might <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't something I'd ever wish on anyone. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. <laughs> But just it's a shame though because the Russian the ships are, are really nice. Are really nice. Yeah. So would you feel that with your really nice Russian ships? No, I think it's it's going to be one of those models that some people will love and other people won't. For me, well, I, I think it, I think Meh. I'll have to see it, but I think it's probably a miss for me. Not as a bad miss as the Liberty one, but I'm I'm sorry, the Dystopian Wars. What are you doing with the robot? Yeah, I mean if you. I think you just have to compare it and let's let's go back let's even cheat even more and go back a bit to the Covenant of Antarctica's so Leviathan, which oh, is so the big centipede amazing. thing. Which is just super cool. It's really, really nice. I mean you've got the water. I've got it coming well. out of the water, yeah. and the moulding on the base, so the actual scenic base as really, well, yeah, which Spartan have been doing. Not a lot even more that, of. I mean the uh the is it the depressions? The yeah. Their robot is amazing, with all of the different rivets in it. Yeah. Walking over a farm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, Svarog misses the mark for us on this one as well. Okay, so last lot that we're going to be looking at this week are the heroes and commanders for Halo. And it's nice to see that we'll be going out on a high. Oh. Because you have some... So these are busts which come along with the stack cards and everything, I believe, for the Halo Commanders. Um, so they said they were going to do, you get two, I think, in the starter set. They said they were going to be doing a lot more, and these are, are the see. ones that they're, they're following if, up with. If this is the follow-up, I mean, big thumbs up. I mean, we've yeah. got three here, so you've got two Covenant and a, uh, a Human bust. So it's worth doing each of these individually, I think. So you've got the first Covenant commander is... Uh, He's a fleet commander. I'm not a massive Halo glossary, so dictionary. So Zaitan Jahar wa <laughs> You gave me <laughs> a big shot. He <laughs> is probably not how you say his name, but basically he's a fleet commander. He's a uh, an elite, and he's really cool. He's got a very cool helmet on. With very cool uh, patterning on it. Yeah, he's got his mouth open as the uh, the prior one. He's got armour, he's got some shoulder stuff, he's got a cloak. Really, really nice model. And if he sculpted anything like the prior models, which I'm sure he will be, really, really nice. And like we say every time, the renders don't look as good as the, as the actual model. I'm and sure. this looks really nice. Yeah. So I think that's a big, big thumbs up on the, uh, on the first one there. Definitely. Then we have the Minister of Etiology. So he's a heroic character. And those of you who have played the Halo games will know he's one of the, the big old bods going around in his little hover chair. Uh, he's the one who gets killed by the flood in, I was trying to think, is it Halo 3? I don't know, I haven't actually played him yeah, Halo, Halo 3. Anyway, he meets an untimely and nasty end uh, in that. Really nicely sculpted from what I can see. He looks amazing. They've got those little um, sort of droopy bits. They look to me very much like grazing animals, like a llama or something. He does, actually. Uh, but and those could... bits are textured so you can sort of see the fur on them. Like you've got the little dangly bits from his chin. They're completely yeah. covered like yeah. fur. He's also got, which I'm presuming will be an acrylic piece, a curved sort of heads-up display coming out. Now, that's the thing that hits me most, because it's got little rows for appears to be writing, and that yeah, just the looks really, symbology. really cool. So Again, he's got a cool helmet and everything. He hasn't got a cloak, but he's got his little, you know, fabric thing. piece. Yeah, it thing. looks... Really nice. And some of the the curves in that, the way they've been... Because these are all CAD-modelled. Yeah. Really nice. So looking forward to seeing that in the resin as well. So Looks like he's wearing Google Glasses. (laughs) Yeah, the Covenant version of Google Glass. Probably better. (laughs) And finally, we have Lord Hood, who is the old dude. The old dude. That pretty much sums him (laughs) up, doesn't it? Yeah. So he's there in his his UNSC uh, Navy uniform, braiding. He's got uh, lots of fancy symbology and his medals and his hat's pretty good he's got like the big USC symbol yeah he's really nice sculpted i mean, it looks like lord hood looks very characterful i think will look really really nice so obviously uh, uh the human characters don't appeal to us as much as the alien ones do because true, true. there's a certain but again the, these sorts of things you can really go to town on uh, oh, if you're brilliant. A, yeah, a, definitely. a figure painter a bust painter you know, you can have a whale of the time with these. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if Spartan Busts started appearing in contests actually. Well, now there's a thought. Yeah. <laughs> I challenge thee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, basically, three big hits. Well, technically it's one hit and lots of misses. Well, yeah, one hit from Spartan. Uh, one of the things we didn't mention from Games Workshop is there are a whole bunch of Age of Sigmar stuff on these things, but, but they're all misses. <laughs> they're all rubbish. We don't <laughs> even want to go into them, so let's just end it there. <laughs> I'm not even going to justify uh, giving response. them any airspace at all, because uh, yeah, they just suck. Moving on. Okay, so we're going to turn to our, our main topic of, uh, of this episode, which is the Firestorm Armada System Wars Invasion releases. So the System Wars Part 1 release was, what, about four, five months ago now, in the summer. Basically a whole bunch of fleet sets which were designed for each of the core races, each containing large, medium, and small ships, all designed around the idea of getting troops to a planet and as a bit of an interface between uh, Games of Firestorm and Games of Planetfall. So there are several parts to this, and i are going to break it down in in a couple of different ways. So we've got the ships, the actual models themselves, and I think we'll talk about those individually as we talk about the, the stats as well. So we'll go through all the races. The new planet Planetfall and Durable Mars, so there were a couple of Mars that were released with this, uh, the models and stats we'll, we'll talk about. And then we have the commanders, how they fit in, what they are, their strengths and weaknesses, and then the actual invasion missions themselves. So we'll start very generally with the two Mars, the Planetfall Mar and the Durable Mar, and then we'll talk more about the models, because we need to cover those two Mars before we can talk really about the... Yeah, definitely. So how would you describe the Planetfall Mar, Oscar? So the Planetfall Mar is basically how many troops your ship is deploying onto the planet, or like how much it's carrying. Yeah. So for example, uh, a Tier 3 Planetfall ship is probably only going to have your bog standard, a couple of troops, maybe some troops, squadrons, etc. Yeah. Whereas your tier one Planetfall ship will have all your Leviathans and your tanks. Big dropships full of stuff. Yeah, exactly. you know, Entire squadrons and support helixes and kind of, that, that kind of thing. So the Planetfall Mar by itself doesn't actually do anything. Um, okay. It has a value associated with it, so... As Oscar said, a tier three, which just carries maybe it's a troop carrier, typically has a planet form R value of one. So that doesn't do anything by itself. But in an invasion mission, which we'll talk about later, that value does something. So it and does, it does all link into uh, log points. Yep. at the end of the battlelog yep. game. Uh, and again, we'll we'll talk about that uh, a little bit a little bit more in a, in a while. So the planet form R is just a a neat little way of linking in what those ships are doing in space, with what they're going to be doing on the ground. Because it's quite difficult, I think, to otherwise link a space game with a ground combat game, because it's two different worlds. Completely, yeah. The durable mar, however, which a lot of the Planetfall ships have, is a lot more specific. So the durable mar really relates to how these ships are built for low combat operations in uh, orbit. So they're going to be targeted by heavy weapons fire from the planet. So they're built to withstand a lot of... Firepower. What for them is small calibre. So a tank or Leviathan firing at a huge starship is not going to be the same as a starship firing a starship, which is much, much bigger weapons. So they're built to weather a lot of large volume but small calibre fire, which makes them very resistant to SRS attack. So the durable more actually reduces the efficiency of... SRS when they're attacking them, so you can't just launch tons of bombers at it and yes. expect it to blow up. If you launch a standard bomber attack, so you go your six bombers, they attack it. You actually reduce the number of attack dice that they're firing by half of that token size. So instead of eighteen, you'd get nine. You'd get, you'd actually get eighteen minus half of the six. Half of six is three, so you'd actually end up with fifteen attack dice. Oh, okay. It's better than what I said, then. So it Ignore me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't destroy the attack. It doesn't. It just blunts it a bit. Exactly. And you're not going to, like, you know, uh, quite reduces it a lot. Yeah. Now, the other thing to note with the Planetfall ships, and we'll come to it in the next bit where we're talking about the models and the stats, they have typically very high PD values. Yes. So SRS are going to have a tough time. So they might lose a wing or two on the way in. There's basically no point really doing it. Well, this is the thing. It's like, is there or isn't there? It yeah, gives that second thought. Age, and a lot of that, when we talk about the invasion missions, is about where are you going to direct your fire? Because the Planet form are, if it's adding to a battle log, which it often does in these scenarios, that could be a big swing. So do you end up trying to target those vessels, like the Legion, for instance, which can take a huge amount of firepower try and prevent it bringing its planetfall value? Or do you just say, forget that, we'll let it do stuff, <laughs> we'll concentrate on the rest of the fleet and annihilate the rest of the fleet? Exactly. So again, it's about making difficult choices, which I think is good in any game. So those are the two new Mars, and as I say, when we get into the ships, you actually will talk about the, the model, and then we'll talk about the stats associated with it, and then how that sort of links in both with those two Mars, and then how that influences the game as a whole. So we'll get into the the models now. So let's start off with the Aquins. So you have in your hands the Nectridia-class carrier. Indeed I do. So, model-wise... I think, personally, it's my favourite invasion model. Yeah, I think it's got some really nice design elements. I mean, it's a big old chunk of resin, for one thing. It's sort of got a hammerhead shark uh, front, so you've got the two sort of... Very much like the Tsunami heavy cruiser. Yes, it's like a bigger, fatter version of that. Yeah, it's like what tsunami cruisers get to be when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> if you put it that way. Uh, it's got lots of uh, four-mounted crystals, some on the sides. Um, like a central sort of, sort of hex, hex structure. Pod. But underneath it's got some really nice details. Like, it's almost got loads of little fish eggs all over it, which I'm assuming is what we like. we sort little drop pod kind of, load of things. things. It's got some larger ones on its tails. And some big iris doors, which you can imagine flying over a planet, opening and dropping loads of stuff. So, really, really cool model. Like you said, it's one of the best ones in the release. Stat-wise, it's quite a beast. Uh, We see this from a lot of the invasion ships. Defence-wise, they're very strong. So, this is a DR6, CR8 large, but it's still quite fast. Eight-inch movement, it's got seven hull points, lots of CP has very little in the way of AP. But you know, it's Aquins, you don't expect much from that front. Yeah, but high P D, got six P D. No mm, lines. And um, and it's quite cheap. It's only hundred and five points. Shield rating one, turn limit of one, and four wings. So uh, it still has the sort of offensive capability. Yep. Beam weapons, obviously. Slightly more limited than the standard ship. So but it does have two four weapon systems. It sort of makes it a big game changer. Yeah, so it's seven six seven six. so it's short-ranged, but actually can put out a decent amount of dice within 20 inches. Yes. So it's good from experience, we know. It's good from clearing out Tier 3s, because you can take about two ships a turn, yeah. if not more. And then it also has its port starboard 563. So it's, it's not, and we see this again from most of the invasion ships, it's not going to mix it up with larges, really. It's not designed to do that. No. Uh, but it can take on smalls, it can take on mediums, and actually be you know, relatively effective. It has, obviously, the Planetfall mark. It has a Planetfall value of 5. So it's very, quite vital to Planetfall uh, fleet. Yeah. has the Durable mark, which we discussed as well. Reinforce 4, so effectively it's 6-9 on the approach. And Energy Transfer Beams 1. So if it does need you know that extra little bit of push on any particular arc, it can it can do that. So it, it's a pretty solid all-round ship, I think. It also has the ability to take an extra shield, at the cost of an inch movement. Which is actually I took I took that in one game and it's it sounds good, but it's actually quite <laughs> makes your ship very, very slow compared to your others. And this is the thing. So the invasion ships we see a lot of this. So we saw this a little bit with the Marauders. So you've got for instance gain the difficult target mar, but you lose a hole point. So you know, again it makes it very difficult to hit, but when you do hit it its durability's gone down. So there's a lot of these uh give and take upgrades and hard points on the uh on the invasion ships, which I think is quite nice because the invasion scenarios which we'll we'll come on to, uh sort of make you have to make difficult choices on both sides definitely do you target invasion ships or oh do you nice. just go for you know degrading the fleet as a whole as the invader do you go for trying to get your planet four ships down and just make them very rugged, which often makes them slow? Or do you go for the mad dash, which often makes them more vulnerable? So, quite interesting, I think. It can also take additional wings and remove the mar And again, we see this on all the ships. They have an option to remove the Mar, so they're not just for invasion scenarios. So exactly. you can use these as in a general fleet. Now, some people might look at them and say, yeah, but why am I going to take a Tier 1, which has very little offensive capability? Well, if you take Difficult Target and remove the Mar from this... You now have a seven-wing capacity, same as a standard Triton or disc cruiser. Uh, sorry, a carrier. But it's a hell of a lot more difficult to damage attack. So, you know, there are some, some interesting uh, elements there. You can also gain the quick-launch mar, which is quite nice. You can remove the durable mar and gain an extra planet full value. So, again, that makes it more vulnerable, same as a standard ship to wings. But... When you get it down, it's almost like you're clearing out the crew bays by uh, by taking out some of the plating on the <laughs> extending those a bit. It can also take two Chimera class frigates as accompaniments, or a Sulis class heavy cruiser. Which can really make it very good. So, Considering you can give it an energy transfer too as well. Yeah, so that's the other upgrade, which is replacing energy transfer one with two. So you can build this ship in a lot of different ways. Uh, which I think is really nice. Uh, definitely. it's a recurring theme across the invasion ships. So definitely the, the Nectridia class is, yes, I think, think's really nice ship, really nice model. You can see its inclusion in fleets beyond the, the standard invasion missions. Definitely. So really nice. One, what I definitely one to take. So then we come on to the, the, the assault cruiser, the Limulus. And this kind of follows the same theme in terms of the model design. It looks, It looks almost actually what a tsunami is before it becomes a tsunami. (laughs) It's got the little bit of a a start of that hammerhead kind of look. It's a bit fatter. And this is a chunky ship. Yeah, it's not thin in it, any means. No. And again, a lot of of really nice detail. A lot of nice detail underneath as well. Yeah, you've got uh, the egg structures again. You've got some huge crystals. On the top, you've got two rows of crystals in groups of three. And it's quite pointy. It is very pointy, actually. It's not it's quite sharp but no it's a very very nice model actually it sort of goes with the recurring theme yeah it looks, it looks quite nice together with the nectridium definitely although underneath it does have those two large round structures it does actually make it look let's say very male I, I've never thought of it that way <laughs> before dad But you've, you've just ruined me forever two balls between moving, its long tail moving on <laughs> to no, stats <laughs> no you are just <laughs> okay moving to stats so it's an Assault Cruiser, uh, medium capital course, squadron size 3-4, to four, which is typically Aquin. Quite now we get to the stats. Strong. Yeah, DR6, CR7. So it's only one less than the carrier. So very, very tough for a medium, uh, this thing. Uh, four hull points, 10-inch move, 4CP, to ap uh, which some might think is odd for an Assault Cruiser. PD4, uh, only 45 points, your rating of 1, turn them to 1, and pretty weak beam weapons, these are the same as the Chimera uh, frigate. So it's an Assault Cruiser, but it's an Assault Cruiser designed for planetary assault, not for assaulting other ships. So it has a Planetfall value of 2, it's durable, those are its only standard Mars, and it can take one upgrade from either having a reinforced 4 mar, the difficult target mar removing the durable mar, or plus 2 mine, which removes the, the Planetfall. So it doesn't have a mine value to start with. It does have uh, an upgrade, though, of double mines. So, or you can take an agent transfer. Now, the double mines option, to me, for a non-planet warship, it's quite interesting. That gives it mine value of two, but double mines means it can lay a mine of three, or two, two mines. So a squadron can actually saturate an area with really low-value mines, which some people think, well, so what? But their mines are actually super dangerous when it comes down to it. Well, you think a mine value of two isn't going to do anything, but if you saturate an area... And then you can trigger that with an enemy when an enemy has SRS. If you trigger it with SRS in that range, that's really effective it's against yeah, sweeping exactly. SRS, which is difficult to necessarily defend against. So sometimes you've got to think a little bit obliquely on some of these. Of course, they can all combine together, and that gives them a mind value of I think seven for the combined squadron. So that is you know capital ship offensive. So it might not strike you as an, an obvious. Uh, choice to include a, a standard fleet. But actually it does have some fleet use because, I mean, let's face it, it's going to take a hell of a lot of firepower to take those down. And if you're putting mines on there, all the time that the ships are following you. Yeah. Or, you know, if you give them difficult target instead. Exactly. A very, very durable uh, Tier 2 squadron. You're be pecking a little bit of damage off. Yeah. So you could take them as a, you know, super durable Tier 2 squadron with PD4 each. Again, they can fly through an enemy a fleet just taking out yeah. uh, smalls and, you know, because the, their weapons leave the tier. aren't going to take anything else. Really. Yeah, leave the tier threes to just clean, clean up the big ships, really. Uh, and then two ones. And then um, Sorry, yeah, two ones, two just ones, use their yeah. PD to sweep SRS. Exactly. So a lot of different ways you can you can use these, I think. And then finally we come on to the, the frigate. Mm, this has got to be one of my favourite models. <laughs> the Antiarchy. It's so cool. It's like it's sort. It's like a tadpole from the top. It is like a tadpole. It's very. There's no crystals on it. Uh, it's very simple in design at the top, but which makes it effective. And underneath, there's loads of detailing. There's a sort of little mouth, little mouth, which I'm assuming is like a pod launcher or something. Um, lots of like again with the fish eggs, and then we sort of have like a round reel of the big pods. Maybe it's the it's the rotary launcher stack that it goes into there. Yeah, that goes into launching those. But it's a very nice model. It is a very nice model. Stat-wise, it's a 4-5, which again, for a small, is pretty tough. Very tough, actually. 12-inch um, move, two hull points, two crew points, one AP, two PD. So very standard. But squadron size 3-4. to four. So again, for sweeping SRS, that's quite useful. It's only 15 points, so it's very cheap. It does have a shield. Uh, it's very removable. Turn so limit zero. It's got difficult target. It has planet 4-1. And, of course, it's durable. So, again, when we come to looking at um, sweeping SRS, you're not rolling many dice at a time, but you've only got to get one six to take out the wing. Yeah, exactly. And a squadron of four of these is going to throw eight dice, so that's at least, on average, one uh, one wing every time you get uh, these things into PD range. That is all you're doing, seeing as it doesn't have any weapons. It doesn't have any weapons at all, no. But, again, it can select one from the following, plus two mines and gain the drone's mine mar, removing the planet form mar, or plus two move. So if you're going to go planetful, you can make it very fast, 14 inches move. It's going to be difficult to take those down before they hit the planet. Or if you're not going planetful, plus two mine with drone mines. Again, you've got a cloud of, very, easy. cloud of little moving squid, mines. moving squid mines. So you can have four twos, uh, two threes or a, a single five, uh, with drone mines. So, you know, that's a reasonably nice offensive weapon actually for tier threes. Definitely. Okay, so that's the Aquans. Now let's take a uh, leaf out of the Xenians book and look at the Dindrenzi. So first up, we have the Legion-class Assault Carrier. Now, this is the largest model of it's, all of the release. It's, <laughs> it's an invasion. Oh, yes. I think it's, Dreadnought you, it's size. It's just, it's absolutely huge. It yeah. is almost the size of the Dreadnought. It It is a monster. Um, it is a very impressive model as well. Yes, definitely, because like, it's, it's sort of Goes concave. You've got, yeah, you've got this open. I mean, it's a multi-part model. There are four main pieces to this, plus the engines, and that allows the the Spartan team to have got these cutaways, so you can actually see inside and you can go through the sides of the. It's very very a cool. Really really cool model, and probably I think personally my favourite of the of the releases. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> stat wise, it's a DR6 CR11. It is model. extraordinarily difficult to take down. Eight inch move. 9 hull points, 6 CP, 7 AP, PD of 6, so as Oscar said, it, it's pretty tough. You know, it's getting onto battleship level toughness. It's not cheap, it's 170 points. 7 wings, so it can have a decent offensive, either bomber or assault wing or whatever uh, component. 2-inch turn limit, it has a pretty nasty gun rack, 11-13-3, so again, short range, but actually Very capable dangerous. of putting a decent amount of dice out yeah. Uh, and it has two fixed kinetic weapons, which are identical to the Cataphract 894. So, you know, a little bit low for a tier one, but again, you know, it's not a not its primary purpose, but it is the most but is that, it's offensive of all of the. And uh, it's 170 uh, points, which yeah. is a lot cheaper than, the, say, the Atkins tier one. So, Mars, it has ablative plating, durable, and Planetfall 6, I think it's the highest of all I of the. I think it Planetfall is, the highest, yeah. But you put it on the table, it is immediately going to attract an awful lot of fire. Yes. <laughs> it looks like a big target, doesn't it? It is a big target. It is a big target, and it does... You know, it's not impossible to take down. Whittling it away with that DR6 is the, the easiest way. It gets three uh, hard points, so it can take plus three AP, but that removes the planet form so it is AP 10. That makes it a bit of a, a nice boarding monster. I've taken this in standard fleets. In fact, I played it at the tournament. Against again. me. And it lost against you, <laughs> uh, although I didn't lose the legion. That's true, but you, uh, you, you, you took two of my carriers. <laughs> yeah, cruisers. Uh, cruisers, Cruiser, very good. Um, and it did take take the Walthosa down, a victory against them. So it can gain launch tubes, which I did take on that game. And it can also take, it can remove both the ablative plating and durable Mars, So that's taking away one positive mar and one negative mar. It can gain second assault, which I took on that one, uh, which made it 200 points stock. Or you can take up to two hardpoint choices of increasing Planetfall Mar by one and reducing the wing capacity by three. So potentially, and this is a free upgrade, for 170 points, you can get a Planetfall eight ship. And that's going to be a big, big battle yes. swing, uh, but only one wing. So probably probably so a yeah, lone interceptor. It, yeah. <laughs> it can gain secured bulkheads as most of Dintrenzi stuff can. It can gain assault blitz, deck cruise. And it can have either three, or well, up to three, uh, Buckler or Retarius escorts, or three Xenian League escorts. I took Rotarius escorts uh, on my Castros, which we'll go to in a minute. Uh, but that, again, boosts that gun rack up to really quite nasty levels. Mm-hmm. So it is quite a good all-round ship, this. It is certainly not just an invasion ship. So for those of you out there who have seen the invasion releases and just thought, I don't play Planetfall, it's not for me, the invasion ships really aren't a release just for Planetfall. Yes, yeah. you can still have the games of the, the Planetfall uh, scenarios, that's still actually... Yeah. So all of the scenarios in the Invasion books, or the System Wars book, are Firestorm scenarios. They're they about re- invading don't planets, require... but they don't require you to play Planetfall or play that game afterwards just, just imagine it. And not only that, a lot of these ships are more than viable as standard ships in standard fleets. So, again, yeah. if that's what's held you back on any of these releases... Take a second look because they're really nice models and really quite useful. Yes, definitely. So that brings us to the assault cruisers, the Castra. No, the these things are like almost battleship size. <laughs> so this is this is a again a unique thing. We've not seen this before. It's a large capital class cruiser. So you only get two of them, as Oscar said. They are well, that I think is a greater mass than the original Poseidon. Like yes, it is. A lot... Yeah, it's almost as big as the... Um, Hydra. The Hydra, yeah. 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 So it's a it's a big, chunky... It looks like a cargo ship almost. It's got all of these drop pods along the side. So it has, what, two, four, five, ten... Ten big, sort of great big containers on each side, which have little opening things at the bottom. And little Lingenzi symbols on the side. And little Lingenzi symbols along each one. <laughs> yeah, for trademarked a company. Yeah. So, really nice... Uh, it's a really nice sculpt. It uses the standard heavy cruiser engines. It's... Uh, in terms of stats... Stat-wise, it's almost battleship. It's five ten. Yeah, it's not nice. Which is only one DR off being a Terran battleship. Of course, they don't have shields. It's got an 8-inch move, 6 hull points, 4 CP, 5 AP. So again, a pair of these will put a 10 AP assault out. PD-5. It costs 70 points. over 2 inches, which is one of its bad points. The only guns it has, it has no Kinetics, it just has a gun rack of 6-7. Which is quite it's, limiting. It's limiting, but a squadron of two is putting 10 tac dice out at range band 2, which I suppose isn't yes. that bad. Not that bad um, at all. Now, the way I use these is I shunt them in, um, because shunted in, um, yeah. you know, turn two or three, you're unlikely to lose the squadron. Apart from the game that yes, you had, yes, had. Yes, right. you <laughs> <Shunted>. <laughs> Apart from the fact that on the way to the tournament, because I knew I wasn't playing, we went through tactics against each fleet, including the Dendrenzy. Went through the Dendrenzi quite a lot. Yeah, exactly what to play against me, so it's meaningful. Well, you shunted in <laughs> and you just got plenty of smithereens in, like, the second turn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So, Mars-wise it has ablative plating, durable, planet full 4, which again is very high for the... for the, Well, you uh, only get two, two I suppose. Uh, protected systems. Hard points. it could just choose one, so it can remove the ablative plating and durable Mars as before. It can gain the second assault mark, but it loses the planet mark. So again, it's this feeling of, okay, you can reconfigure the ship from planetary assault to ship assault, which is quite nice. I quite like that. And again, that's what I took on mine against you. Or you can choose to increase the planet mark by one and lower the AP by three. So uh, you can also gain assault blitz, which again I did. And you can take those retarius escorts, which I did as well. And they proved to be very effective. So really, really nice ship, the Castra. A very, very useful uh, the squad size of two is probably the most limiting thing. because that's giving away yeah. battle log if you reduce it down to to just one member. But I still think that's worth the risk. As a, as a shunt entry ship, I think it's got great potential. Definitely. Next we have the frigate, the scooter. Which is sort of odd, because it's tiny. It's smaller than the Aquan. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's one of the smallest tier threes for Planetfall ships. But I really like it. I really like it. It's... it's it's obviously Dindrenzi, but it looks quite different from anything else that's, that's been designed. It's. Yes, I really like it too. It's very nice. I mean, the level of detail that they've managed to cram into what is a one piece model. That's a single piece casting. And you've got really quite deep cut ins into the model. Really nice. You know, it's not just a flat shape. It's really three dimensional shape. Very impressive. I mean, I suppose it's a two part model because you do have the little flight peg thing on the bottom sticking. Yeah, that doesn't but really that, count, doesn't yeah, that I don't think that counts really. I call that a one-piece casting. It's very nice. Stat-wise, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty solid thing. It's a four-six, which is the same as a Terran cruiser, <laughs> again, but without shields. Twelve-inch movement. It does have three hull points though. It's so not again, nice. Difficult to take down. You've got to concentrate your fire into these things. Uh, again, that's a common theme throughout the, the invasion ships. CP two, AP one, PD three. So a we'll squadron of these again. Pretty good defense against torpedoes. It has difficult target, durable and planet 4 1. You can actually select one of the following. You can either give it an additional PD, which would make it pretty much immune to torpedoes, <laughs> or you can change the designation to an escort and remove the planet form. Now, as a dedicated escort, this thing's, I think, very appealing because with a PD of 3 and a 4-6 uh, with 3 hull points, it's not going anywhere. No. And that is going to provide a lot of PD cover for your standard uh, digressive ships. So uh, it's 25 points, so it's not cheap, but that's not a bad trade off. I would take those as dedicated escorts. Mm. I haven't yet, uh, because I haven't built a fleet kind of centered around that. Thank God. But really tough ship. Definitely. I think it's a beautiful model. And and would... like if you're against the Terrans in that, then the Terrans are going to have difficulty. Yeah. So from my side, you know, as a Dindrenzy player, I would definitely pick up the Dindrenzy Invasion box. Mm. I mean, I have, but I'd recommend it to, to another player without doubt. So let's stick with the Xenian League and Aww. move on to the Directorate, those misunderstood individuals <laughs> in, in corporate life. Misunderstood, I think, it's psychopathic. <laughs> but seriously, the Dindrenzy models are probably some of the best, actually. What's your Directorate? Ah, uh, well, uh, they're the same, aren't they? They're both evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, we can have that discussion. With that. Directorate, sorry, are um, uh, some of the best, actually, best planet full ship models. Yeah. So the the first one we're looking at is the integration class assault carrier, and it is huge. It's got well, it's not big, but it's it's a bit it's smaller chunky. than the battle cruiser. It's chunky. It looks sleek. It's a bit bigger than the battle cruiser. But smaller battleship, so it fits into it's that kind of. Very, like, smooth sides. It's very sort of curved. Yeah, it does. It looks kind of a bit like, I would Sweet. say, the battlecruiser and the, uh, the nemesis destroyer from above. It's kind of got that kind of look and feel to it. But then you look underneath and it's just got layers, like a really thick sort of. You can see how thick that is. Yeah. And you got, again, tons of detail on the, uh, on the, the bottom, yeah. I mean, they, that's one of the things. These models, although you see them top down in the game, the underside of this, the detail that's on it, you know, you've got what one, two, three, four little what, like drop-down bays. that might have Leviathans or something in. You've got a you've got four sort of a carousel back. at the back there, haven't you? You've got <laughs> four turrets on each side as well. I and mean, then you've got little doors on the sides of the us of as well. The front is a little door. Yeah. So. Basically, everywhere you look, you're going to find something new. Yeah, and really nice little design elements in there that go to the other ships. Uh, Also, on the sides here, you've got these sort of uh, little things that look like the pods or something that come out and drop down to the planet. So, it's a fabulous model. It's almost got a Voyager kind of thing Actually, yes, I thought I saw something like that in (laughs) it. Now, stat-wise, the integration is a large capital. It's DR5-CR9, so... It's, you know, sort of carrier plus level. It's 9 inch movement, 7 hull points, CP4, AP4, PD6, so high PD. But fairly average stats, so nothing amazing there. Uh, it's 120 points, has a shield rating 2, which for a directorate model is pretty high. 3 wings, 2 inch tournament. It has beam weapons, which are 9, 10, 3. So again, nothing remarkable, but still able to threaten tier 2 and 3, um, with that doubt. You've got durable. uh, Reinforce 4, as usual, for the Directorate, and a mar of 5. You can select up to 2 hard points. You've got plus 1 shield, so you can get it shield 3, which I think is the highest rating of any um, core race Xenia. Yeah, definitely. That does remove the durable mar, however. So you're reinforcing your defences, but exposing yourself a little bit to SRS attack. You can gain plus 6 AP. So that'll take it up to AP 10. Which is not nice. However, that removes the Planet Formar. So again, it's yeah. so that reconfiguration from planetary assault to ship assault. You can gain plus three wing capacity. So that'll take it up to a full flight six wings. Or you can add a platform Formar and minus one shield. So again, that's, you know, pack it out with more troops, but uh, reduce... Reduce the defences, yeah. Definitely. So again, nice choices to, to make, or difficult choices at least. Yeah. Um, Upgrade-wise, you can give the Beam Weapons Biohazard pretty normal for directorate. Um, Give them special forces and give them second assault. So all sort of standard um, directorate things. You can also give it a couple of liquidator-class frigate accompaniments. Now, that boosts its attack up quite a lot. Definitely seeing as those frigates were really dangerous. Yeah, so that's quite a nice little unit. I think one of those, and a couple of liquidators, um, will be quite a nice offensive unit, both in, again, Planetfall and non-Planetfall games. So, you know, not uber hard. Uh, in terms of a tier one, so you probably wouldn't put your Admiral on it. But, you know, pretty good. Definitely. Then we come on to the Appropriation Class Assault Cruiser, which is almost the same size. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So what I like about this, just to say straight off, before you get into what it looks like, it's using the same side booms as the Return of the Overseer ships, which is a little design feature that I really like. I like this idea of the the Directorate being, you know, having a standardisation, this modular approach to their, their ships and I really like the way that Spartan have done that, but maintaining this central portion, which makes all of the ships look very different. If you took that, a gunship, and a Turmoil, they look like three different ships. They don't just look like you wouldn't know the all. same ship. Yeah, They're definitely. A little bit different. So that's a nice design feature that I really like. Spartan has done a good job with that. And I know some people might not be so keen on it, sort of making it more generic, but I actually think it fits very, very well with the theme that the directorate. It's been executed in a really nice way. Definitely, and this middle piece is very smooth on the top and curved round. So really what we have here is sort of like, sort of an armoured shell on top of this yeah. ship. But underneath again, you have all of the detail. Uh, it's not as much detail as on the other ships, still quite uh, shelled underneath as well. But here we have sort of hidden turrets uh yeah. in, the, in the nooks and crannies of the ship and then another like bay doors and stuff. But most of all, it's sort of just like a massive chunk of armour. Yeah, it, it looks like it's built to weather the storm, doesn't it? it Definitely. It looks like it's tough, which it is. It um, is, it's not nice. Because if you look at the stats, it's 5-8. So again, it's only one off the assault carrier itself. It also has a shield. It has move 9 inches, 5 hull points, um, 4 CP, 3 AP, 5 PD. So it's a very tough little ship. and It costs 55 points. Shield rating of one, as we said, one inch turn limit. Beam weapons of five, six, three. So again, not massive, but not, not, you know, completely awful either. You know, full squadron of three, gonna put out 12 attack dice in range band two, which isn't too bad. It has durable, reinforced four, and planetful. It has planetful value of three, so very middle of the road. And it can select a single hull point. One of those is a shield. So it gives it two shields, again, make it very tough. It can get another hull point, which is Actually, you say it, people think that, like, oh, gaining one whole point is not going to be enough, but that changes pretty much everything about it. Like, if you're giving that an extra shield and an extra... No, well, you can't give it both. Oh, no, no you can't. If you're giving it the extra HP, though... What's the difference between being there and not being there? It does remove the durable mark if you do that. Which, um, again, so you could just slam it with loads of... SRS, but then a full squadron, you know, each of these gets 5 PD. You know, you might not have much left. Exactly, by the Um, time you get close. By the time you get close. So actually, taking away the durable mar and gaining the HP, I mean, that's actually quite a safe bet. I'd probably go for the shield. shield is quite useful, but but bear in mind you do have one already. Yeah, I'd still go for the other. How many times have you rolled one dice and it's come up three? Nothing. How many times have I rolled a six and then another one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely <laughs> lucky with shields. But no, yeah, I see what you mean. Or if you want to play a non-planetfall game, you can put uh, an extra 2 AP on it, removing mm-hmm. the planetfall. 5 HP for each ship. Yeah, so potentially 15 attack dice, uh, assault, and considering as an upgrade you can give it special forces... That's not bad now that's a contender. if you imagine you've got a squadron of these and a squadron of heavy cruisers, which put out a similar kind of boarding you know it's the, really, the enemy you know, ships will probably not have anywhere to go you don't really yeah well, and this is the Directorate isn't it? so you use the rest of your ship with biohazards oh, sorry rest of your ships with biohazard to take down defenses and crew and then you know they slam in, in multiple assaults in. Uh, you can see it fits in very nicely with the rest of the Directorate fleet tactics definitely. So again, which might not inside be a good thing. But... And outside of um, Planetfall or Planetfall uh, scenarios. And then we come on to one of, I think, one of the nicest models in this release which is the induction class frigate. Which, for me, this has so many nice little elements about it. It's quite a big uh, ship. It's quite round. It goes back to the original frigate yeah, that the Gintrins yeah, exactly, used to have. Which I think is a really nice uh, little... They've basically just redesigned ship. it and just made it cool uh, well, very cool. cool yeah basically like you look on the underside there's loads of little turrets on the outside uh, more of these funny little um, drop, drop pods. Things. there's more bay doors you've got the uh, directorate flight stand holder which is like an engine and it fits in very nicely with that, that theme Does. on the top you've got Again, this plating with what look to be little bay doors. Which makes it look extremely tough, actually. And it's not small for a Tier 3, which is no. the scary thing about it. Yeah, it's really, really nice model. I really like it. It's like a, it's a UFO. <laughs> it does, yeah. Um, and it has a squadron size of 3 to 4. DR 4, DR 6. So again, it's right up there with Terran cruisers in terms of toughness. It doesn't have a shield, but it's only 15 points. This thing is as cheap as chips. 10-inch movement, hold point's 2. No CP, this thing is unmanned. 2 AP, though. So a full squadron has got 8 AP, which is not necessarily to be sniffed at. You know, you can take, you know, a damaged medium, or um, maybe even potentially a couple of smalls. Which is it's not a good thing. <laughs> PD of 2. It can select one hard point, which is gaining the bigger batteries more, and moving the planet from Mar. So... In terms of what you can use as a non planetfall ship, giving it bigger batteries, you know, it really extends its its SRS sweeping potential. Plus, of course, you can give it an upgrade of plus one PD. So that makes it 25 points, so 100 points for the squadron. But you have something that you could fly out front of your fleet is going to be able to weather quite a bit of incoming fire and sweep any SRS out of the way. So if I'm playing you with Aquins... Exactly, that's going to be well, a big part Rathosa, of my fleet. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a real counter to that enemy strategy of bringing lots of SRS. So, yeah, again, not something that's an auto-take, not something you'd want to spend 100 points on every time, but, yeah, but something to consider. Exactly. It opens up the options. Okay, so lastly on the, the Xenian side, we have the Ralthosa. And the Ralthosa start off with the Uthica. Assault carrier. Which I really like because they've sort of made it like um, termites almost, like the way they build yeah. those sort of spiry structures. And it's quite, you know, it's a flat ship. It's got these rows and rows of, like you say, these little. It, it reminds you of a sort of hive structure, doesn't it? It looks like little insecty cells, it which does. gives you that feel of the well, of being this, you know, insectoid race that cram their stuff full of these assault warriors. This, swarm you know, it's it's not planet. very nice. Yeah, but it, it's very got like a crawling nice. feel to it, hasn't it? Very cinematic. Yeah, it's I like it. I like it as a model. I think, it's, I think the Ralphosa models overall, they have a really nice theme to them, which is quite different from other ships we've seen, mm. but very much in keeping with their, their prior stuff. So the Assault Carrier, its stats are basically identical to the standard carrier, uh, more or less. It's 125 points, has a cloak as normal. It only has two wings, Thank God. You. As a carrier, it's, it's not much of a carrier. full weapon, it is a 6-8 primary, and that is That it. is it, which, which limits it slightly on the damage front. Uh, slightly. <laughs> That's really, really small. It has durable, planet 4-5, self-repair, and systems network. So you think, well, why would I take that? In a planet 4 mission, the Rothos are really good, because why would you ever uncloak your the sole carrier going to the planet. Exactly. It makes it very, very difficult um, for anybody. You know, the Relfocers are masters of doing these kinds of missions. Now, if you look at the hard points, it can select two hard points. One is a wing capacity four increase, so that gets up to six wings. Um But that also adds quick launch and removes planet four. So again, this isn't for planet four, but as a standard carrier, it now has, you've got a wing capacity six, which is two less than the standard. But with quick launch, that's quite appealing. Uh, it can increase its movement by one inch twice. It can gain stealth systems. It can gain second assault, which removes the durable mar. Bearing in mind it has an AP of 8, which isn't the same system. <laughs> no. So it can gain second assault. That's two AP 8 attacks, which is not bad, really. And again, on something that's cloaked, you to find it very difficult to actually... Stop that assault top exactly. You could also increase Plankful R and remove 3 AP, so that will take it down to an AP5 shit, which is more in line with standard, but you get an extra Plankful so 6. Now, upgrade you can either give all primaries biohazard or corrosive, same as any other, um, but to be honest, with a 6 8 primary and no reason to cloak, you're never going to do that. <laughs> nah. You <laughs> can't see that. <laughs> Accompaniment wise, you can take Stinger or Wolf class escorts. Or drone or Widow-class frigates. See, drone and Widow-class frigates. Well, On that, that, that's going to increase its firepower. Yeah, that currently. gives you a reason to own cloak, I guess. But then again, why would you spend the extra points if you can literally just be a ghost and go whoo, right yeah. into the planet? So, again, it's it's a really nice model. It's interesting, and I think you have to think, as you do usually with the Ralthazar, quite how you're going to use them. Exactly. It's not really a thing for an experienced... You want to sort of be have played it for a long, long <laughs> time, sort of be able to think about all of this. Yeah. So then we move on to the assault cruiser, which is the Ctesia class. Oh, that's a quite um, Now these again quite unusual because they have a squadron size of one to two. They're sixty-five points apiece. Cloaking field. dr Four six. Very standard. Move of nine inches. Hull points of five. Crew points of five. AP of six. So there's a 12 AP assault there from a uh, full squadron of two. PD-5, so very high PD. Primary weapons of a 6.4, I think. <laughs> again. Yes, is, I think. It's uh, a good model as well. And it's a really nice model. You know, these, this actually uses two of the pieces off the standard carrier around a core, which has this, again, the same sort of, almost honeycomb matrix sort of look to it. Comes off the back. And, yeah, quite. It's a really chunky model. It actually. is, actually. Hard point-wise, you could choose two. You can either bump it up to six whole points, you can gain the self-repair mark, or, well, actually, because you can set two, and you can gain three wing capacity, which removes the planet form. So this gives you the first medium-class carrier in the game, which uh, it's not And wing nice. capacity of six between the, the squadron. However, there is a little asterisk on the... uh On there, which says the Cartesian may only take assault craft as its wing capacity and SRS tokens. Which is good because there's no bombs, but the bad point is sort of says itself Assaulting spiders. Assault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, you've got your, uh, what, six AP assault coming from the the ship, and then you've got six AP assault coming from three assault craft on it, each. So that's a really nice unit. Now, there's there's high risk along with it because it's squadron size of two. It could give battle log fairly easily. But again, why would you ever uncloak? You know, your weapons are hopeless. I mean I would probably take plus one hull points. So just in case if you are hit. <laughs> well actually I might not even take that, because that again will give you extra battle log if you lose them. Whereas so if you just power. take the plus three ring capacity, which is free, it's still you know, it's hundred and thirty points for the squadron. Removing your planet for though. And yeah, put stealth systems on it as well, it's one hundred and forty. So yeah, not an option, planet for missions, but for a standard mission that's quite a nice little salty unit. It is, definitely. Um, You wouldn't want to mess with one of them. Yeah, and it's going to be difficult to take down. Yeah. So, and then that brings us, finally, onto the Ichnumen class. Which I I think the frigate actually is one of the nicest models. Yeah, it's, again, it looks very much, it fits very much with the Catesia. It, again, has this sort of honeycomb hive feel. It's like a smaller version of the Catesia. It is a really, really nice little model. Now, in game, it's Squadron size of 3 to 4, the Newman. 4 5, uh, 11 inch move, 3 hull points. So again, like the Dingerenzi, it has more hull points. 2 CP, 2 AP, 2 PD. So again, a full squadron can put out 8 AP. So another secondary assault. Um, but you've got to keep in mind. It has difficult target, durable, planet for 1 and systems network. It can select 2 hard It, it can select 2 hard points. Which, again, is unique in the game for a tier 3. TS3s don't usually have help wings. This can actually take two of them. The first one is plus one PD. Which makes it PD3, which is very useful. Yeah. The second one is it can gain a cloaking field and remove the planet for Which is... I don't even need to start on how <laughs> horrific that is. Now, a lot of people look at this and say, ah, why am I even going to take it? It doesn't have any weapons. You know, that's it's rubbish. I think some people may have missed on this. It has systems network. Cloaking fields and systems network... Mean that this thing can c- accompany your other frigates. So your frigates don't have to cluster up near larges to get the benefit of stealth systems. So that's actually quite a nice thing. So these are, they're sort of almost like a supporting vessel for the rest of your fleet. Now with, as well, the Ralphos are having an eight inch command distance. You could spread these things out across the board and have very those smalls easily. very easily, um, cluster well, not cluster, but you know, be quite dispersed around them, so you can remove any threats or nuclear weapons, uh, and gain stealth systems, which is going to get your... Well, basically, it makes your smalls almost impossible to hit at range. Uh, yeah, they're hard the enough time, to hit. <laughs> yeah, hard enough to hit from the start. So, it's a very nice support thing, so you have to think a little bit obliquely in the way that these things work. So, again, the are those, uh, I think all of these sets add something to anybody's standard fleet, not just um, Planetfall. I think the, the Planetfall missions... Or almost a bit of a a red herring for most people. Yeah. I think people have viewed them as, oh, these are Planet stuff, it's invasion things, they don't apply to me. But actually, this is giving your fleet different options in many cases. Okay, so let's um, have a look at the Cerillians. Now, the Cerillians are, again, slightly unusual in all of these releases in that they have two ships for their Tier 1 uh, because they're battlecruisers. So they actually have the Amentum-class battlecruiser, which... Which is, is very nice. It's, it's, it's one of my, I think if, if it's not one of my, it's my favourite Cerulean model because it's got this, it's got the standard Cerulean, you know, side plating. But in this ship, it's not just flat the way it normally is. It's sort of angled like a roof almost over this, um, superstructure that you have normally with the Ceruleans. But then it has these, like, bays. And you get two choices of different um, bays to put on which I think is quite nice. It has three of the standard engine set on, so it kind of looks faster. And it's just a very nice-looking model. It's obviously Cerulean, but it's kind of Cerulean been a little bit cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow. (laughs) It gets away from All right. Very standardised. I quite like standardised, but, you know, this is a very nice model. Yeah, so... I think for the Serenes, this would be like high innovation. It's like yeah. I'd make something It's not just a tube. It's a tube <laughs> yes. with an angled bit. Angled tube. It's like, oh, we're not sure. <laughs> <That's> very <laughs> risky. So uh, the momentum. it's a large capital, squadron size of 1 to 2. DR 5, CR 9. Uh, move 8 inches. Hull points 5. CP 6, AP 5, PD 6. It's 85 points though. That's very cheap. It is. Very cheap. So a squadron of these is 170, like standard battle ship sort of uh, price. It has two shields, which is again pretty high for a cerulean ship. No wings, two uh, inch turn limit, scatter weapons on the four, four fixed as normal, uh, eight nine three. It's so not tremendous. It also has torpedo weapons, but it actually doesn't. They're in red. So we'll come to that in a second. It has durable, experienced engineers, planet four four. Uh, reinforced port and starboard, so pretty standard for an invasion ship and for a civilian ship. And it can also select two hard points, which again for battle cruisers, is pretty unusual, usually that one. So it can add 2 inches move, which would make it 10 inch move, which is very fast, removing a durable mark. It can add a hull point, going up to 4, 6. It can add 3 AP, which would take it up to 8 AP, or a 16 attack uh, assault point unit. Uh, for a full squadron. Very dangerous. Uh, yeah, definitely. Minus one turn limit, so you can swing it around a bit faster. One of them is add the torpedo weapons and remove the planet form. So, if you're taking this in a standard fleet, you get the torpedo weapons, which are six, seven, seven, seven. That's not bad. No, not at all. They're very so, like, good uh, torpedoes. And again, above patrol fleets, that's ten torpedoes at anything but Rageman 1, which is not, not a bad attack. Certainly, it beats anything the civilians can, can put out at the moment with their tier 1. In terms of, oh, you can also add 1 planet full mar and minus 2 PD. So, again, that theme of upping the stuff you take, but lowering the defence in some way. Upgrades, you can take bigger batteries. You can upgrade the scatter weapons to kinetic weapons. So, this puts it into competition now with the, with the haster. Yeah. And you can give it the weapon shielding mark. So, kinetic weapons of 893 aren't at all that bad on a very fast ship with a turn limit of one inch mm. now you're talking about something a tier one that can sort of nip around doing quite strategic strikes in a way that the rest of the cerulean tier ones really can't so yeah it adds i think quite a lot in terms of options to cerulean fleets that really don't have that they've yeah, got their yeah, big numbers a tier ones um, normally with, with broadsides and a mm, bit of a schedule exactly changes quite a lot yeah in addition to that, if it's only one, so if you've got a patrol fleet level, you can either take a Qatar class assault cruiser, which we'll speak about shortly, or you can take a standard Falcata or Skyhammer class cruiser. So again, if you're making non Ball, having a unit which is the battle cruiser and a Skyhammer or Falcata is I ah, think that's pretty decent as well. It is very decent. Of course then you're not going to change it to kinetic weapon because that would you'd lose the coherence with the uh with the accompaniment, but still if you bump it with a speed you can have a very speedy unit. Definitely. So, which, again it's really just ins- Yeah, neat, really. I, I think it's it's quite a nice way of of handling it. It's really... So we mentioned the Qatar class assault cruiser there, which you are holding in your hand. It is very smooth. There's no pointy out engine engine bits apart from these little wings it has at the bottom, <laughs> really. Uh it's got the normal it's got uh again, sort of angled plating at the top. And then, instead of having this sort of, sort of skeletal structure that the Ceruleans normally have, it has two rows of these, uh, cylinder drop pods. Yeah. Go along. It. It's very nice, actually. I like this ship. Yeah. it's It's got a triangular cross section, doesn't it? That it does. The triangle is made up of spheres, so. Again, civilians are great engineers, and we all know spheres and uh, or circles and triangles are very good, strong structural, mathematical. boring, <laughs> Good engineering structures. So Exactly. Um, so I think that's quite nice in keeping with the, the current theme. Squadron size is 2 to 3 on these. medium capital, uh, no surprises. DR5, CR8. Move of 9 inches. So again, they're quite fast. HP4, CP4, AP5. So again, it's a 15 AP assault in there. PD four. Points value, they're only 45 points. So again, they're cheap. Very cheap. Shield rating of one. So in terms of durability, you know, that's got the durability of a cerulean Heavy Cruiser um, for 45 points. Now, this is where you come to the downside. It has four scatter weapons, four, six, one. But even so, you know, that's 12 attack dice at range two. Yeah, so you're taking out. You know, so you two decent amount of damage. Not bad. And the scatter weapons, so you can be shredding smalls with these things. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's their strong point. It yeah. has durable, planetfall 3, and can select a hard point as well. So it can gain a reinforced port-style with, bar. Very civilian. It can add another 2 inches move, make it 11 inches, which is very zippy. Uh, or it can gain the second assault bar and remove the planetfall mark. So now you're talking about two 15-assault point uh, attacks, which is, again... Very useful. Uh, yes. And Ceruleans, you know, have good AP anyway. They have, this could be continuous assault from them. And they've got that nice tack as well, the thermal controls. They can gain the experienced engineers behalf half of five points. I don't know wood on a ship like this. It just depends on your tactics. Definitely, yeah. You have the option. Very, uh, very Cerulean after all. Which leads us finally to the Corvus-class frigate. Which looks very much like the other frigates, really. It's a tube. It's a tube. (laughs) Yes. That's pretty much all we can say about it, really. Yeah. I mean, it's very civilian. It's probably my least favourite of all of the uh, the invasion models, but. Because it's it's the same, really. But yeah, it's still nice, but. Uh, There's not, there's only so many design routes you can go with a tube. Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's very civilian. So the Corvus class frigate, it's a small squadron size of three to five. So that's the other thing. The Cerulean box set, you get more ships than any other. Uh, you get five smalls, three mediums, and uh, two, two larges. One. I think the, the Aquans get four four of them. but it's a lot of ships. It has difficult target, durable planet four one. It's so a four six with a shield, make it very tough. Um, tough as a standard Terran cruiser. 12-inch move, the standard two hull points, two crew points, one AP, two P. So pretty standard set of stats. It has Difficult Target, Durable, and planetful 1, I think I mentioned. It does have hard points. You can select one from one, <laughs> which is you can gain the PD Barrage mar and remove the planetful mar. So PD Barrage allows you to use your PD to target Smalls. So you do have something there that is able to, to sweep ahead and look at SRS or Smalls in a package, which Smalls are going to find it tough to deal with, 4-6 with a shield. And the upgrades it has, it can increase its PD by one, so you can have three PD. So a squadron of five with three PD each does present a credible threat to both exactly. SRS and... Some, lots of people will take that for granted, but it's actually quite dangerous. Yeah. Now, they've got to get close, because it's a four-inch range, but they've got movement and the manoeuvrability to do it, and they're tough. And they're going to be a pretty low-priority target overall. So these could, I think, cause some definite uh, sort of raiding action-type damage, Well, that's going to be difficult, I think, for some fleets to counter. Yes, I do too. So, last of all, we have the the Terrans. Now, I know Terran players were actually quite pleased with this release, which is amazing, because as we all know, Terran players moan more than any other player in the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Terrans don't get an assault carrier, much like the Aquans, they just get a standard carrier. Now, this is the Solar-class carrier, which is a large capital ship, and... I really like this model. It, it's kind of like it's a lot it. it's, broader. It's odd because it curves up at the front. Yeah, it sort of has Crazy. a ridge going up. It's got a very Hawker Industries-type bridge. Yes, it's it comes out. It's got a, windows. Yeah, uh, yeah. it preserves all design elements of the, the Terran fleet in general uh, as well. Yes. And underneath, you've got some really nice ridges uh, great undercuts. I mean, again, the moulding on this, this again is a single-piece model, bar the... Uh, the standard flight peg edition. It's got really nice turrets, which are in theme with the the standard Terran turret look. The engines are sort of shrouded, but very similar to the cruisers. So it fits very nicely with the existing ships. And it's sort of a, sort of almost a lozing shape, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you turn it backwards, it's kind of like a, a truncated aquan. Basically. <laughs> so it's quite a bit smaller than some of the, the ships, but it is tough. And, yes. Uh, Stat-wise, it's a, a five-nine DRCR, 7-inch movement, 7 hull points, 6 CP, 3 AP, PD6, comes stock with 3 shields. Which is really <laughs> incredible. <laughs> really monstrous. Keeping up with this turn. Um, it, it has 5 wings, so it's fairly low casting, not quite a full-fleet full uh, wing. 2-inch turn limit. It has primary weapons, are only turrets. Uh has twelve nine three. So it's built to get close to stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's got the stats and the shields to be able to do that. DR5 is low, but a stock shield rating of three this is is great. You know, really makes it uh acron durable, I think. It can take two hard points. The first one is you can add an extra hull point, so it can be hull point of eight, it removes the durable mark. Um the second one is you can get an additional shield. So you can have four shields on this thing. So basically and, just don't shoot it and, at point. <laughs> but that does take a movement off. So if yeah. you're playing a Planet 4 mission, that's quite a trade-off because you want to get to the planet as quickly as possible. Getting there with a six-inch movement takes you into really the last turn of the game. Yeah, um, We had this in one of the games that, that we played. We did, we? yeah. Uh, if you slow down those tier ones, you know, it doesn't give you much in the way of maneuverability. You can't start doing turns and weing around things. You've got to go straight for the planet. So, your opponent knows that, so they can plan for it. They can do drive by yeah. minings in front of your flight path. Very or you easy. risk not getting to the planet and then you don't get your planet four points. Exactly. It's pointless in bringing it. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> so, it's, it's risky. It is risky. Now, some really nice ones on here as well. Next upgrade, you can upgrade the turrets to nuclear weapons, which removes the planet four. <laughs> yeah, with 12 so in range band 12 one. in range band one is. that's a, Substantial amount of nuclear weapons, nuclear weapons yeah, um, and it is built to withstand the backlash from, from <laughs> <laughs> typical typical of uh, the Terrans. It you know, Terrans, throwing you around, they don't care. They're very very free with their fusion. You've also got the option, alternatively, to add a movement to this, so it is possible Which to get it the fast. increased shield and then counteract that with the movement, so you retain your movement. Yeah. But that costs an extra 15 points, so... Ah, oh, it's worth Yeah, thinking. difficult choices. Or you can spend the points in actually getting an extra Planet 4 Mar and reducing your wing capacity by two. So then that's taking you into, right, i to take three interceptors and territory yeah. defensive. Now, the stock Mars and this are durable, Planet 4, 5, and also sector shielding. So now Ooh. we just said you can upgrade the sh- four shields. That gives you five if you're sectoring that's on one front. Very good. Now, that's a wall of shields. I mean, that is horrible. So five shields, you know, effectively almost makes this a DR8, DR9 ship, uh, if if your dice are rolling statistical norms. Um, so that's horrible, you know. I like it, but you know. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons Terran players have been, been quite, quite happy. happy. yeah. Um, is it an auto take in a non-planet four scenario? No. No. But it's worth considering. Definitely. Um, you could build a really tough core tier one. I mean, putting your Admiral on that. He's pretty much He's safe. He's pretty safe for yeah, leave him, but you're not going to be putting much out, I don't think. No. Well, you can get weapon shielding for it, so that's going to improve. That's going more. to improve, the, definitely give you time to get close. Yeah, because you do need to get close. You can upgrade your primary or nuclear weapons to beam weapons. Ah. So it gives you a little bit of extra range, but then you're losing, you know, your... But 12, 12 dice of beams, 10-inch range, re ones, is going to wreck it's, stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. You can also give the primary or nuclear weapons the Warheads mark. Again, all of these weapons. So, you know, you've got a lot of options. You so. do. In addition to all of that, you can take accompaniments of either two Aegis Shield cruisers, which is going to make this thing <laughs> just, almost Just don't even, killable, don't even bother. Don't even If expensive. Or you can take a heavy cruiser. Now, that's interesting because the heavy cruiser obviously has nuclear weapons as well. So potentially you're going to be throwing out some fairly decent for nuclear weapons. Yeah. And let's face it, it is going to be going forward mostly. Yeah, offensive, definitely. Offensive arc. So again, interesting options. Definitely, definitely. So it's, it's not my favorite model, but it is nice. It's very Terran. And I like the sort of theme that it looks a little bit hawker as well. Yeah. And a really tough ship. Very, very tough ship and a good utility. You know, it gives wings definitely. to, a almost unkillable ship if you build it in one way. One of everything. You know, with some really strong, close-in fighting, which is very tarant. Very terrible. Okay, last sheet brings us to the Horizon-class Assault Cruiser. Uh, uh, I like it. I like, I really <laughs> like the, the model for the Horizon, actually. I don't really know how I feel about this ship. Well, it's it's got a lot of Traditional Terran design elements. It's very, very detailed. I'm not saying that. It's it's quite long and thin for a Terran cruiser, but it's chunky. Uh, it's got little design elements, which, if you see this front piece here, looks very much like the yeah, yeah. the Ares carrier. Yeah, it does. It's got these weapons arrays, which are very much from the Apollo and Razor Thorn. Got the turrets. It's got these little pod things, which we also see on the frigate, which we'll come to in a minute. Standard Terran engines, but sort of shrouded. These Big little pots pods, on pods me. underneath. It's got a little bay door on the front. It's it looks like an up-armored, heavily shielded, you know, in terms of plates of shield. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it looks tough. obviously recognisably Terran cruiser. So yes, I I quite like it. It's it's chunky. It gives that nice chunky feel that the other Very Terran don't terms of the the stats it's a dr5 cr6 so it's heavier than a standard cruiser eight inch movement squadron size two to three four hull points five cp ap2 pd5 so quite you know average but a little bit higher defenses uh, a little bit less in terms of offense uh, for a cruiser it's 35 points and it's that is cheap. It's very, very cheap. Dirt cheap. Um, it also has two shields. So, again, straight away, we're up in the most survivable Terran medium here, straight away, for the cheapest points cost. Mm-hmm. 35 points is nothing. You're getting a squadron of these for just over 100 points. But then you look at those turrets, and yeah. that's a five now, 4 the, the turrets is oh, a 5-4. Uh, you're not buying these to shoot things with. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> really not. Flying them to live. The Mars they have durable planetfall three and sector shielding. So again, potentially three shields on on the facing at the early game. You can select one hard point. You've got a choice of an extra hull point, another shield. So this gives it battleship levels of shielding, or you can take plus three AP, removing the planetfall mark. Now I think that's really interesting because if you're flying a, a planetfall mission, you've got the option there to make it much tougher. Mm-hmm. If you're not, and you want to remove that Planetfall Mar, you can add 3P, which makes it an AP-5. That gives it an AP-15 as a for cruiser squadron attack. So this is the same then as, uh, say the Directorate, or the Directorate Heavy Cruisers, you know, the other, the other units. Which gives it quite a big advantage. Yeah. But you could potentially put one shield oh, in a standard shield game. In a standard game, and forego the AP. Because having a yeah, Planetfall Mar doesn't stop you playing a standard game. You just, it just doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's only in Planetfall games that, the, that actually does actually count. Yeah. Not Planetfall games, invasion missions, sorry. So upgrades, you can upgrade the primary weapons to beam weapons. Again. Which, can you. you roll? Oh, I don't know, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Uh, you can gain the weapon shielding mar and remove the durable mar. And again, would you? I don't know. I don't know if, if you would or not. I probably wouldn't, to be honest. Accompaniment, interestingly, you can take an Aegis class shield cruiser. So again, again, with these shield cruisers, you can the the utility of the shield cruisers, which you know they don't have an awful lot of use as accompaniments in the rest of the game. This has really broadened that out. So, taking ship class shield cruisers, you know, if you've got three shields on one of these, succeeding on threes again, very very tough unit to take down. Which of course is what you're going to be having to try to do because if they get to the planet, that's nine battle log. They're going to be waiting for you. So yeah, it's a tough one. So otherwise. You know, it's a 15 AP shunt bomb, as that's, that's again the way I would use them. Definitely shunt bomb you in. <laughs> okay, so which brings us to the very last ship of this. I set of releases. really like it. It's basically just like the normal crew frigate, got bigger, just got yeah, it just put extra stuff on it. So this is a Nadia class uh, frigate, which is it is essentially an armsman frigate. Uh, design with a modified front it's got all of these pods on the side it's got six really big pods on the yeah. underside which look very nice it looks a bit tougher it looks like it's got an extra it's, piece of super structure on it stronger uh, it's got a really nice little bay door mm. at the front with like a little runway it does yeah so you can imagine it landing and then you know planet four <laughs> flyers coming Staffing out of out, that to yeah. support their uh support their crews in in the field so it's a very design wise i think that's it's one of the best ships, I think, in terms of keeping to the original designs, showing an evolution from standard things and yet maintaining that sort of the planet force yeah. really well. It's a really, really nicely designed ship. Firestorm wise, it's a small, three to four, very Terran. Uh, it's DR4, CR5, again, nothing unusual, move 11, 4.2, three crew, one AP, two PD, so that's Basically, you know, basically normal, normal stuff. It only costs fifteen points, so again, very, very cheap. It has a shield, it has a shield. <laughs> same as other Terran stuff. Difficult target, durable, planet for all one. So there, we're not seeing anything unusual for Terrans at all. You can take up to one hard point. You can take up to an extra one PD, which again gives it the uh, sweeping uh, abilities to sort yep, of go PD around. three, K- ridges, of- top of the range. Um, for doing that. So 12 different dice. You're probably going to take out a couple of wings if you're sweeping. Yeah. Or you can change the designation, much like the Dindrenzi, to, to an, an escort and remove the biformer. So as an escort, it's tough. That is a pretty tough, very tough escort with less PD, but it's less killable. Than yeah. The standard. Exactly. And you can give give it a shield, another shield, two shields on an escort. If you take it that way, yeah. So you're basically guaranteed that uh, PD because who is going to spend the time to take out something Something. that doesn't give you any PD? So that doesn't give you any battle log. Sorry, but it's going to make it almost impossible for whatever it's escorting to get torpedoes through that. Yeah. Or if you're doing boarding or whatever, you know, it's going to be really difficult. So again, it gives you another option with the ship. So I really like it. So do I, definitely. So, yeah, overall, I wouldn't have any hesitation in recommending any of the Invasion Ship box sets to an existing Firestorm player who's just looking to expand the options in the you game. Definitely. Regardless. It's very fun. Yeah, regardless of the, the actual missions. Um, I think what we'll do, because this is turning out as a chunky episode as it was... <laughs> <been> a little <laughs> a bit. ...is we'll actually review the Commanders... And the mission, actual awesome. missions and our experiences with those, because we've played a fair few of those oh, now. Yeah, we have actually. Okay. We'll do that next time. So this will be part one of our invasion ships review. Wow. Um, and then next time we'll go over the commanders, how they affect some of these things. Planetfall and not way. The Planetfall table. Yeah. So how that works in terms of translating what you're doing on the invasion missions, which we'll talk about, and then going on to the Planetfall mission. Sounds good. good. Okay, so I think that concludes the, the episode for today. Thank you for your listening. So signing off from the Hub Systems, it's Alex. And Oscar. We'll see you next time.